0: Hey, it's Mike Molson here with the Too Good for Radio. I just wanted to start for once. You could. Can I do that? Yeah, go right ahead. Hi, welcome to the show. It's Mike Molson with the Too Good for Radio podcast, the radio show that would be on the radio, but
1: it's too damn good. And so now, instead of being nominated in the Illinois Times Best of for being on the radio, we actually have been nominated for Best Local Podcast. Oh, that stupid scam? Yeah, that stupid scam with, by the way, the list of nominees... Uh, I knew as I knew the podcast world is bereft of innumerable amount of numbers of, of podcasts, but good lord, yeah. there is a lot of podcasts out there. A lot of podcasts. Uh, and we appreciate you p- picking this one. Yeah. We also appreciate our sponsors for picking it. Eugenics, Uncle Wiggly's Wieners, and Ball's Ginger Ale. <laughs> Nothing tastes better after a Uncle, w- Uncle Wiggily's wiener than a balls in your mouth.
0: By the way, if you have a product or service to sell that is in that is phallic in some manner... Or
1: innuendo-like. Yes,
0: please contact our sales department at the Mike and Molson Too Good for Radio Network.
1: And it doesn't just have to be male phallic. It can be if there's a, if a female that, That's really the endo, only phallic there is, Yeah, Mike. it does have to be a male phallic, but it doesn't have to be a male innuendo, <laughs> right, I, I meant you. to say. I got so you. So that's what right. I meant to say. So if you have that product as well, right. she'll like it too. And right. we'll be happy to promote that as well for you. If you Spe- sell orange juice and it's called jugs, we'll take it. <laughs> we will take our Or milk that's called jugs. Yeah. We'll take that as well. Uh, speaking of jugs, that's where we start. Let's
0: start in England where a woman got uh, breast augmentation. Augmentation. <laughs> We're off to a roaring start. With Yes. Yeah, um, and you know, over there in England, they've got the National Health Service that just pays for stuff. You just go oh, there wow. and okay. say, "I just want, I want, a, I want an arm," and they'll just give you an arm wherever you uh, like. But for whatever reason, they declined this woman's request for a boob job.
1: Okay, understood. Unless it was absolutely necessary, I understand why they would decline it. So she said, "But I really want one." So she sold her house. Good lord how how much does that cost over there? Um, that you would have to sell your house to get some bigger boobs. She funded the ten thousand pound
0: app or uh, uh, procedure. Uh-huh. Ten thousand pound boob. I don't know what I'm
1: saying here. <laughs> ten thousand pound boobs. 10, that, that's the way. That's a unit of payment. By yes, the way, thank. You. <laughs> it wasn't like it wasn't like she wanted ten <laughs> thousand right. pound boobs. Right. It's it, yeah, they, great they confusion. Yes. So anyway. Um. So she uh, sells the house to get the boobs. Right. 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 So I'm assuming then she used the boobs. To start an OnlyFans to buy a better house. Right. The size of her
0: 34H chest. That's too much. uh, The the mom was always putting talc under her breasts, having physio on her shoulders, and expensive uh, specialty
1: made bras. And so she wanted to get a boob reduction surgery. So she paid. So she sold the house to get bigger boobs. And all of a sudden realized these are just basically 10,000 pound boobs. Yeah. And I'm I'm having health problems, so now I need them reduced. I think I think she was ridiculously large to begin with. Okay. Okay, gotcha. So she had big boobs to begin with Mm -hmm. and wanted it reduced. Okay, now it makes sense. Makes sense.
0: Victoria comes from a genetically large-breasted family. Her mom Debbie has a GG chest.
1: Good Lord, Debbie.
0: Yeah. At the age of Debbie sixteen, <laughs>
1: uh,
0: she noticed her breast started to grow and become so big, people would point them out. Jerks! Ha
1: ha! Look at big boob Debbie over there.
0: I, I got bad news for you, Debbie. You, they always point to you, and anyway. yes, it no matter ma- it doesn't what matter, matter what it's like, it hey, is. Okay, you've got boobs.
1: Yes. Um, All right. So she comes from genetically large-breasted individuals. Yes. And so she wanted to reduce the large breastlessness, Sold her house. Right. To reduce the breast assist, she couldn't uh,
0: She couldn't pick up her kids, you know, they, because it was like, you're holding oh, them way out
1: here. Couldn't ever uh, play golf, couldn't run, right. couldn't um, work out. Hard to find clothes. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, had to get specialty made bras. And those aren't cheap, from yeah. what I understand.
0: Uh, in early 2020, she inquired about breast reduction, and, uh, and I guess but, got it. Okay. Okay. Uh, Because she had to sell her house. Got a letter to say she wasn't eligible uh, because she wasn't deemed disproportionate enough. (laughs) Come back when you look more like a freak. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You're you're still kind of natural. She said she had to to have a BMI of 25 or under.
1: um, Oh, okay. Gotcha. In order to have any type of reduction reduction because apparently that is kind of losing weight. I guess so. Uh, All right. So if if she was more freakish looking. But I can't work out because I got the boobs. 34H
0: geez. breast. Yeah. After three more years, uh, she looked into getting surgery. The procedure was uh, worth it. And my life has improved. Uh, my back doesn't hurt. I can do a lot more with my children. I can wear things I used to wear. And uh, she hopes the surgery can stop be seeing, being seen as a vanity operation and the impact of large breasts being understood. So, That's right. So free boob Victoria now is just regular boob Victoria, and people still want to you know point, point at her out. Yeah, say, exactly.
1: She still has to wear a bra yeah, everywhere are, she goes. Are boobs uh, under there? <laughs> guys are yeah, there are boobs under there. Because <laughs> guys are gross. There are boobs under there.
0: Because guys are gross. it doesn't, and it doesn't seem to ever go away. It doesn't.
1: You think you would grow out of it, but even you know, the older you get, you still point them out. Like, oh, look at
0: that. And, but it, it's like it's like when the doctor hits your knee with that rubber mallet. You just it's, look. It just happens. It doesn't matter. No. It's it's like a Seinfeld routine. It is. Somebody is there, and there's even just a hint of cleat. You just have to go look, and it's it's all. And it, you know, it's a burden on us. It's it not is.
1: fair. It's not fair. Yeah, you're right. You know what? I wish there was some type of surgery for us yes. to be able to re- remove that or reduce it at least. Yeah,
0: and and it's not. And it's not even in a. It's not even in like a a, a gross sexual way. It's just I got You got to look. You got to look. You just got to take a look you're like, no, and see okay. if you can get a peek or something. And it's completely bizarre. And it doesn't matter. And I and it's it's embarrassing. I'm, it just, is. I'm, I'm glad that I'm getting this out right now, and I'm glad that you share the same oh every man concern. does. It, it's yeah. just like why did I just look? Because you look. Because yeah, you just, you just look. do. And you it's don't like know you've why. You've seen them a million times before.
1: Because I feel like part of it, though, is I feel if you try too hard not to look, it mm-hmm. looks even weirder. That's true.
0: When you're just like, uh... What do you, we, yeah, because yeah, your the, eyes are wide open and you're looking <laughs> your right, right in the yeah, eyes. Yeah, exactly. Not looking, i uh, looking, i uh, looking. Uh, and that's you're just, a little freakish. Or list. just
1: like when you're walking down the street or something, yeah. and it happens, and you're just like, no, I'm going to look like this. It's like, what are you even looking at? I'm just it's, not looking. Yeah, and so I
0: apologize. It's not that I... It's not... We're not gross, all of us. Most of us. Some of us are. A lot yeah. of us are.
1: Yeah, this guy's pretty gross. Uh, this 70-year-old man living in Chicago uh, who has ceiling-to-floor windows... Mm-hmm. apparently likes to uh, trounce around his ill department El natural. Wow. Yeah. Now, female residents of a downtown Chicago high-rise say a male neighbor allegedly exposes himself on the regular in front of his windows. They claim the harassing behavior has gone on for several years. A woman complained to police and their building management company, and they say they were told that nothing could be done because the man was inside his own home, and also he can't be seen from street level. So because that's an interesting quirk in the law. Because had he been been able to be seen from street level, it would then be public indecency because the public can see him. But because he's so high up the chain, no one else is seeing so the his old wrinkly in- balls just <laughs> hanging there down low, uh, so they can't really do anything. It's a great ginger ale though. Yes, um, it is. <laughs> balls. So
0: even though people can see him Across the way from their high rise. From their high rise. That's
1: not public enough to be public indecency. Correct. Interesting. Because the general public is not being able to see him. Right. Unless now maybe, I don't know if they open their apartment to the public as like a museum, maybe then he becomes a public hazard. I'm not quite sure. All right. So one woman, this is Caitlin... (laughs) Manraski, mm-hmm. <laughs> Chicago name I've ever heard of. One. the Chicago Manraskis. Yeah, describes a view so violating, she fears opening her <laughs> curtains and is considering selling her condo. Wow, how close are these buildings together? She said, quote, 24-7, he's nude in his unit. I don't know if he can say that. For 10 to 15 minutes a day, he will go near the windows and expose himself and then scratch himself. Wow. A second woman who did not want to be identified kept a lo- log. You can't say that about this. <laughs> during a recent ten-month span, by the way, who it's like you just keeping a check mark of like every time this guy's right. nude. There's a there's a, there's a little f-
0: uh, file folder next to the window. Excuse me, I've got to I've got to log this. Yeah, yeah, real quick.
1: By her count, ding dong. The <laughs> Deo, the man exposed himself a total of sixty eight times, sometimes multiple times a day. That's incredible. The women have shot cell phone videos of the man from their condos, which are located directly across from his residence on the upper floors of the high-rise. The man's condo, not visible from the street, which is why there are no charges that have been pursued. Uh, The man has said he would lower his blinds and stop exposing himself to the women. However, the women say his blinds remain open. The man has floor-to-ceiling windows in his unit. Once again, you shouldn't be saying that. They say they continue to see him naked, but he has not directly engaged with them. So he doesn't stare right at them. He just kind of Generally walks around with it hanging to yeah, and fro. I mean, on
0: one on one hand, he's in his own house, minding his own business. The, um, they don't have to be looking at him. Yeah, the man... But, but it, it, it seems pretty intentional, too.
1: Yeah, 68 times... To- how many times would... I? It's rare that I am walking nude anywhere right. in my home, because uh, we have the rule about good nude and bad nude. I don't know if 68 times in 10 months that I'd be nude past... Like, any time I'm even remotely thinking that yeah. there may be a situation going on. I either keep the towel with me, or I do the, the, the weird sprint with the hand over it or something, <laughs> you know, to t- kind of get to where I need to go. Right. Uh, this guy just 68 times seems just way too many to be just in front of your floor-to-ceiling window with the blinds open, walking stayed, around nude.
0: I've stayed in some of those high-rises, and I can understand how you might become overly confident that you're not being seen.
1: True. I okay. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I get that. But but then you realize it's like, oh no, wait, this is, I'm surrounded by buildings. Of course I'm being. seen. There's multiple complaints, right? Mm-hmm. Isn't it after the first complaint of someone saying, "Hey, I'm seeing I'm seeing your crank and your hang lows." Oh yeah. Why don't you shut the blinds? Isn't that one enough? Yeah. A decent person would go, "Oh my gosh, I didn't
0: even think about that, that, that." Of course you right. are. Of course I'll, I'll watch it more often. But he needs to. But get to his...
1: continue to go complaint after complaint after complaint, at mm-hmm. some point you go. I just need to turn the blinds. Yep. Get she getting some like vitamin it. D on the old D. <laughs> Took my nugenics this morning. Got yeah. a, She'll like it too, right? Got to do my, my sunshine stretches. That's right. Got the old... What uh, was it for a while there? Got a sunshine the old tainted Right, right. <laughs> Get that vitamin D in the undercarriage. Make sure I'm nice and healthy. Knock <laughs> uh, it off, old man. Yeah. Speaking of old uh, dudes that are jerks, here's another story of a guy being an a-hole. This comes up every
0: once in a while, but we uh, go to Brooklyn where guy and a woman meet on a date and uh, they meet on a a dating app, rather, and they go on a date and um, he hands over the credit card to the bartender.
1: This one's on me. As it should be. First date, you should pay as a guy. A few days later,
0: he sends her a note. He waits a few days. Okay. Like like all the books tell you to do.
1: Right. Not immediately like, oh my god, I had so much fun. Can we go out again? Hey, stalker, knock it off. Would
0: love to see you again. She says, "Uh uh-uh. Just didn't wasn't feeling it. It happens. I spent over an hour crafting a polite reply that assured him I had a lovely time but did not see a future connection. What did he order at the bar, by the way? I uh, does not say. In response, the man said, could you
1: Venmo me payment for the drinks? No. No, I will not. You offered it and you paid for it because you're being a gentleman. Now you're being an a-hole.
0: Right. So he buys her drinks at the bar on the first date, which is, you know, that's a nice polite thing to do. Um, And she says, I was in complete shock it made it seem like the only reason he would offer to pay for my drinks was that he expected something from me. At the very least, it seems like he expected a second date. Correct.
1: He's like, well, I paid for the first time. At least I'm going to get reciprocated and get a meal the second time.
0: Relationship and etiquette experts say the confluence of changing gender norms, popularity of payment apps, and the economic climate tightening people's budgets is making the already fraught first date a little more tense. No!
1: No! <laughs> No. <laughs> no, you're trying to get, I'm, I'm going to teach his own type of guy, right? Mm-hmm. Even in this case, screw that guy. One more symptom might be the
0: awkwardness around how the tab is handled. Uh, Some woman said they've had a male date ask for his money back after they've explained they didn't want to go out again. We're culturally moving into a dating environment that we're all unfamiliar with. That's just just the cost of doing business. That happens. Write it off on your dating taxes.
1: It's it's, it's, it's like playing a lottery, right? Sometimes you win. Sometimes you lose. But if you lose, you don't go back to the lottery and be like, Hey, Venmo me back the twenty bucks I just spent on lottery tickets. And so, what's a woman to do in that
0: situation? Because I mean, unless you like, unless you start the date by saying, "Hey, let's just clear, let's just do right now. We'll decide we're going to split this."
1: Yeah, which is hard. It is difficult because, as I, I guess, I don't know if it's a generational thing, and I get it that some some women don't want, and a lot of the times it's not because in my. In my experience, it's not a power play. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to be nice. It's not like I don't right. think I don't think it's not that I don't think you can afford the exactly. drink. Exactly. Exactly. I just know. It's just, it's just, hey, you agreed to come out here and let me one less thing you have to take on your off your plate. That, that you know, there
0: is kind of that thing about hey, you know, I invited you out to dinner. Right. And it, this is on me. Exactly. I mean, that's kind of the social norm. The inviter is usually the one that's going to pay. You can haggle over the bill if you want, but normally that's kind of what happens. Right. Um, When men in particular ask for their money back, it can underscore the uncomfortable feeling women get that their uh, covered dinner date came with expectations. The man considered the cost of that first date an investment, and that investment did not pan out, said dating app expert Irina Manta, co-host of the Strangers on the Internet
1: podcast. Don't listen to that shit. No, don't don't listen to that crap-ass <laughs> podcast. Do not nominate that for anything. Strangers um, on the Internet podcast. After, the, after
0: their first dinner together, she knew she wasn't going to see him again. Uh, when the check came, she offered to pay her portion, but instead uh, of covering the full bill, but then the next day, when she explained she didn't want to see him, uh, he asked her to Venmo him $30.
1: Oh, come on. <laughs> you can't spend 30 bucks? <laughs> this guy, what a jamoke that and, guy yeah, is. The
0: article goes on to say, hey, you know, the economy has taken its toll and et cetera, et He's uh, like, man, that's this is this is just how it's done. That's how it is. This is what it's like in the universe. Yeah, it's You want to diff- save money? Stay at home and, uh, you know, go on OnlyFans.
1: <laughs> Correct. Yeah, that's, uh, everyone, knows what, everyone knows what the billing situation is there. Can you imagine that, though, of like, well... Things didn't happen the way I wanted it to, and could, I, could you Venmo me back my my subscription oh Because my that wasn't the content that I wanted. Jerk. I'm going to start seeing women offering guarantees on yeah. OnlyFans. And she'll like it, yes. too. Uh, moving on. Three minutes or less. <laughs> or Boy, your money owing, back. Owing. Uncle Wiggly's Wieners, OnlyFans. <laughs> uh, so, sometimes when the dates work out, you eventually get into a relationship. Mm-hmm. And in the relationship, there are certain things that usually transpire when you move in with someone and you get to the bedroom situation, usually sides of beds are chosen, right? right? Someone has a specific side of the bed, whether it be right side, left side, and then you have your end tables and all your stuff is there. Well, there was a woman who went on TikTok that just threw everybody in a tizzy because in the TikTok, she said... We don't have regular sides of the bed. Wherever we end up that night where we just crash, that's our side of the bed in the bed. Interesting.
0: I don't think I've ever heard of this.
1: And the internet went Losing their minds, i sure. They said, we don't have a regular side of the bed that we sleep on. It's never discussed. We just randomly pick a side where we sleep. One person said, never heard of that. That's the craziest thing I've ever heard. Another person said, I think it's even more surprised that you found each other and both okay with this. Yeah. Meanwhile, others wondered how the couple arranged their nightstands with all the switching around. Sure. She says the woman said they uh, get by with interchangeable phone chargers and, quote-unquote, glorified junk drawers. I think it—like, I get— I mean, the nightstand is a small piece of the puzzle. puzzle. It's just the—okay, usually the bed forms— to the way you usually like to sleep. That's what I'm
0: thinking is like an animal. You just you you walk around in circles, circles and you things. lay down in the place that you're comfortable laying down. And so I, I I don't even know if it's a conscious. This is my side. This is your side. It's just hey that's once once it's established, it's established, and you know we don't we don't move around.
1: And especially with all the high tech mattresses they have nowadays. Right. That's true. Right. You're messing with the sleep number every night. <laughs> exactly. I can't be messing with the sleep numbers no, that often. So no. the internet has gone crazy with it. I'm I don't know if I could do that. I don't know if I could just go in. Like, I even carry it over to when we're on vacation, right? When you go to a hotel. I still am like, okay, sure. this is this is the side I usually sleep on, yeah. and this is the side you usually sleep on, and that's just what we do. We that that's how it rolls. Because I think you even have some sort of
0: subconscious thing going on in your mind when you're asleep of how far you can roll and how far right. you fling your arms around and everything. And I think if you if you turn that up, you're gonna fall out of the bed.
1: You're gonna just start punching each other, and everything <laughs> else is going on. Is yeah, like legs are gonna end up in people's faces. That's chaos. That's fraught with peril. Um, we move on to a man who took to Reddit. I feel like this is fake. Okay, all right. We can judge the fakeness of it and also answer the problem that he has.
0: There's no integrity here on this podcast of, of expectations of
1: right. journalistic
0: <laughs> accuracy. <Right>. We're just
1: <laughs> yeah, we're just we're just sharing stories. Just couple we, guys
0: here, you know, yeah, shooting the shit, about, man. Exactly. We're just talking and stuff. Yeah, man. we're, we're yeah. kind of the you we're know, just two
1: dudes on a podcast. Yeah, hey. that's how we do it. It's a too good for radio podcast. Um. So anyway, here's this guy. Who says, I really need to say something about this and have no one I can tell. Okay. My wife has a terminal disease. She is projected to live at most nine months. I'm, of course, destroyed. We've been together for a decade. I don't remember life without her, and I don't know what I'm going to do when she's gone. I've been doing my best to make the last days of her life good and grant whatever wish I can. The doctor says that she was likely to need a wheelchair in four to five months Uh, Then by month eight, she'll be bedridden for the last few weeks. That's if she doesn't decline faster. Recently, she sat me down and told me that one of the last things she wanted to do was have sex with a previous partner of hers. (laughs) I, of course, was shocked, and I asked why she wants that. So basically, she thinks that her most physically compatible, satisfying lover was him. Then she gave a whole monologue about how sex sometimes is just physical and how emotionally fulfilling sex is with me. Like, sometimes just great physically. Emotionally, you're the best. But physically, that dude was way better. So I'm left with this. Deny my dying wife a wish for my own ego or let her go have sex with another man who she feels was better. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Honestly, I'm so pissed and betrayed that she asked this of me. I feel like I'm being put in a position where I have to say yes because she's dying. I know what I want to say, but I don't know if that's right. I'm so hurt that sex with an ex was apparently so good that she needs to do it once more before she dies. Right. I just hate everything about this. Just go out with a bang, literally. hey <laughs> With an Uncle Wiggly's wiener. So, one, do you think this is a real conundrum? Do you think this is an actual event that would be transpiring of a woman who has got a terminal disease, has been with the current partner for 10 years, says, hey, by the way, one of the last things I want to do, emotionally, you're fantastic, and the sex that we have is on a different level, but on a physical, just purely physical, animalistic way, Trent or whatever the hell the guy's name is, Bruce, Probably is. yeah. Uh, Chase. Let's just say Chase. Sure, why not? Chase's sex was so damn good physically. Chase doesn't sound like a guy that has good sex, though. Uh, what? Yeah, that's true. Chase seems like more of a selfish lover. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Derek. Yeah, Derek, that, 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 Derek. That's, yeah Derek, Derek. Derek from the gym. Yeah, Derek from the gym sex was so physically <laughs> fulfilling that one more time before I die, I need to experience it. First of all, do we know Derek's single? Well, that was my thought, is
0: wouldn't it be amazing and and fitting if Derek goes, I'm not even interested in you anymore. Correct. How's the, the matter
1: with you? Yeah, like, so... Crazy, weird, dying woman? Dying woman has to be the one, so she asks for permission, but it can't be on the husband and then reach out to Derek and be like, <laughs> hey, do you want to bone my dying wife?
0: Boy, do I have an offer for you.
1: Yeah, listen up, Derek. She's
0: almost in a wheelchair, but <laughs> the good news is...
1: Yes, she wants you, Derek. <laughs> Isn't that pressure then on Derek? Right. Because his skill set may have gone out the window. It's been yeah, 10 years. It's been 10 years. How do you, ten, know, how do you know he's
0: so good? He might not even remember what he did that was so amazing.
1: Derek at the gym may have like fallen off the wagon. Yeah. He may not be in the best shape anymore. And maybe like the Hulk Hogan sex tape were like, oh, I feel so bloated. Right.
0: But you're right. I mean, it, it, maybe he's hot He's hot property and already is on to a
1: new relationship. It's fraught with
0: peril. Go die somewhere. Yeah. It's fraught with peril. Yeah.
1: If you're Derek or whoever in the story that gets reached, I don't know if I could say yes to that. Probably not. I'm too much of an actual caring, empathetic human to be like, no. Yeah. Like, enjoy your last moments with the man who's been with you for a decade.
0: And you kind of Instead of like,
1: come to me for a boning.
0: And you kind of think that, then, then what's stopping her from just reaching out to Derek and just doing it and not telling the guy? She's going to die.
1: Well, true. That that what, Once again, it goes to, that'd be a secret you take to she the grave. She obviously doesn't care. I, I at least appreciate her being honest <laughs> and to be like, what yes. do you want? Well, I want, uh, you know, one great last pizza yeah. and one last- Thursday, I'm going to cheat on you. And then yeah, Saturday, exactly. let's go see that movie. We right, look. exactly. And then we'll watch A Walk to Remember because emotionally, <laughs> the sex with you is like that movie. Right. The Let's have emotional
0: Derek. sex on Saturday. Yeah, but on exactly. Friday, I am going to the moon. Exactly.
1: I'm going to go watch boogie nights with Derek, <laughs> and then go ahead and do the boning, <laughs> and then we'll watch Notebook and have some cry- uh, we'll have some crying sex together one last time. I I hope it's not true.
0: If it is true, at the moment she gets confined to a wheelchair, you just push her down the road. <laughs> go
1: here. You, you figure it out. Let Derek catch you with this yeah. giant Derek penis. <laughs> See you later, lady. Uh, And uh, moving on, finally here. Oh, no, we got one more. We got a sex and poo story to end it. We do. But Um, I I do want to mention really quickly here, because uh, we're coming up on a time constraint. Although I guess if you listen to the podcast, you don't care about racing time. Um, The Bulwer-Layton Fiction Contest happens every year. This is wonderful. It's a whimsical literary competition honoring Sir Edward George Buller Linton, whose 1830 novel Paul Clifford begins with, it was a dark and stormy night. The most cliched way of opening a, a story. So they have all these various different categories of where you just write the worst possible things you can write, and then they have yeah. a a board of pseudo-literary people that vote on the winners.
0: You write a fictional opening yes, to a story, story that doesn't exist. Exists.
1: Yeah. So the grand prize winner. So they have all these different categories, and I'll go through some of the other ones. Okay. But the grand prize winner of the best terrible opening of a novel that doesn't exist comes from Maya Pasek from New York, New York, who begins, she was a beautiful woman, more specifically, She was a kind of beautiful woman who had an hour long skincare routine that made her look either ethereal or like a glazed donut, depending (laughs) on how attracted to her you were. Love that. That is brilliant. That is your grand prize winner. winner. Uh, The special award goes to uh, an individual who wrote. It was a sunny day in Los Angeles, hot and bright, and I was in my office playing Mahjong against myself and losing (laughs) when she walked in, 120 pounds of dynamite, a blonde with legs that began at her ankles and ended in trouble. (laughs) (laughs) Sexy. Yes. Uh, Here's the winner from the adventure category. Mm -hmm. The man squinted his eyes as the blistering cold winds battered his rugged face, his eyes darting about, desperately hoping, daring to dream that amidst the frozen wasteland, he would find the last Klondike bar that he had hidden in his freezer. <laughs> uh, I like this one a lot. From the children's and young adult literature, the winner says, and I quote, this is David Schnook from Berkeley, California. David Schnook. As Snow White met her new, cheaper replacement dwarves for the first time, shaking hands in turn with the likes of Sweaty, Greasy, and Flabby, <laughs> aptly named identical twins Grabby and Gropy, and proud owner of a joy buzzer, Scabby, she found herself wondering if the savings would prove to be worth it as she was about to learn why the others were so afraid of the seventh new dwarf, the oddly named Uzi. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Here's the best winner of the inspiration category, which is you start with dark and stormy. It was a dark and stormy night. The rain fell in torrents, except at occasional intervals when it was checked by a violent gust of wind, which swept up the streets riding alongside the housetops and fiercely agitating the scanty flame of the lamps that struggled against the darkness. <laughs> A couple more here. We got uh, the winner of the fantasy and horror. Nah, that one's not that great. Okay. Historical fiction I love. Here's okay. the winner of historical fiction. Hit it. None of the soldiers, their reddened faces wet from boutonnier squirts, their bodies covered in feathers hurled from buckets, wanted to admit that the 102nd Clown Infantry Division had routed them at the Battle of Little Big Top. <laughs> Little Big Top.
0: That That's a pretty awesome. darn
1: good one. Uh, here's one from the Purple Pros category. She was just like Greta, who poisoned her family, burned down my house, bombed six countries, and used a gun on anyone she wanted. Short. <laughs> Uh, and then Vile Puns, the winner will end with this one. While she had no regrets about throwing the lever to douse her husband's mistress in molten gold, Blanche did feel a pang of consciousness for the innocent bystanders whose proximity has caused them to suffer guilt by association, <laughs> G-I-L-T. Well played. And you can you can find it all. You can look for the winners Those yourselves from the uh, Bulwer Light Fiction Contest. Uh, there's more there for you to enjoy. And finally, here on the Sex and poo podcast, we have, a, a, we have story, a
0: story. If we have a story about sex, we talk about it. If we have a story about poo, we talk about it. Very rarely does sex and poo come into a the same story in a way that we can talk about
1: correct. it. Correct. I mean, if we're on the podcast world, we can talk about anything we want, but we don't want to go down that road. Eh, yeah, easy. that no one wants that. But this one, organically, they come together. Str- strangely enough.
0: Yes. Yes. Um, They have recently discovered that four thousand years ago in ancient Egypt
1: there was birth control. Okay. I'm wondering where this is going. Um and by the way, I like the fact that in ancient Egypt, even they said, I don't want no damn kids. Right.
0: They were trying to figure out, okay, how do we how do we How do we make sure that this doesn't happen? Um and it turns out they were
1: using a sarcophagus for your penis. Exactly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> mini mini penis sarcophagus. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, it's got a nice face on it and everything. Yeah. Uh, no, no. They 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 apparently somehow somebody discovered that if you use crocodile dung, yeah, it works as a birth control. Okay. By somebody somebody thought this up and said, let's give this a whirl.
1: By making sure you never have sex because yeah. you got crocodile dung down in and around there? Like, how exactly? I don't want to get too intimate, but we need to find out how they
0: used it. And this is an article from Popular Science, and there's, they're being very clear. Don't try this. It's not advisable.
1: Yes, please. Um, legal, legal disclaimer here on the 2 Gift Radio podcast. Don't use it the way the ancient Egyptians did. But they would find crocodile turds
0: baking in the summer sun in Egypt. Right, okay. And it had this sort of moldable clay-like texture. uh, So like Play-Doh. Crocodile turds were Egyptian Play-Doh. And so the woman would take it and kind of use it as a barrier. Not not so fast. Right. No, 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 not that that kind of a barrier. No, she wasn't like throwing it at guys, no. Oh, no, okay. (laughs) No, she was inserting it Ah! prior to the other insertion. Okay, hold on. So I know
1: we're getting hot and heavy. Let me insert the turd real quick right. to make sure we don't have kids.
0: Just roll this up in a little ball here, um, and so it would act as a physical barrier between the vagina and cervix. Okay. Um, and, the old
1: dam, the yeah. little crock turd dam.
0: Right, right. So kind of, kind of like a, kind of like a sponge, like you have now. That's true. Um, a
1: CTD crock turd dam. <laughs> <laughs> gotta insert my CTD real quick.
0: Uh, ancient a- Egypts were not relying on dung alone. They smartly mixed honey, um, which is a powerful antimicrobial agent that would have helped keep the contraceptive form causing gnarly infections. Uh, with
1: All right. Yeah, you got to make sure you wrap that crocodile turd in honey.
0: And they would uh, also use ground up leaves and it produced a known spermicide uh,
1: and, uh, and it seemed to apparently work. So instead of like that idiot who, you know, paid for the first date expecting something, mm-hmm. right? You come home and you see the wife molding turds with yeah. honey and leaves, you're like, getting some tonight. Can't wait
0: for this. Well yeah, you're you're kind of getting in the mood and the foreplay is starting and somebody has to excuse themselves and go find a crocodile <laughs> that just maybe maybe crapped in the yard.
1: But what yeah, just just so happened to crap in my front yard. Yeah. And then I gotta make sure I got honey in there and the leaves. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you this: Who you think, though, would be able to get the situation quicker, as far as the safe sex goes and the contraception? A, a drunk guy trying to unwrap a condom or <laughs> trying to get the CTD up there?
0: I just like these. The you know it's getting hot and heavy, and you're kissing and smooching, and someone's taking off their tunic or whatever they're wearing, uh, and and somebody has to ask the question: Do you have anything? <laughs>
1: I think Wait, so. let me um, go let check. Me go, let me go look in the. Let me go the, check the yard real quick. Yeah, cool. you, you can't carry one of those around in your pocket. No, no, it's not, not with like, the honey and everything. It's not in
0: the medicine cabinet in the bathroom. You know, just. Uh, did you bring the crock turds? Oh, <laughs> son of a
1: god, bless it. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I did. Do you have the honey? You know I do.
0: Mm. So, if you're ever in a situation where you find yourself out in the wild in Egypt, and there's a, and there's a crocodile. And there's some poo, and some leaves, and some honey. and some honey.
1: Boy, there's uh, a lot. There's a lot of situations then, that have to fall in. Then game on. Yeah, exactly. There's a lot in the universe has to fall in directly into place. There. Yeah, you got to really love someone, right? That yeah that that means you you croc you CTD yeah. someone you're in love to follow you know, to. to like That's a, not a one night
0: stand you're, thing. You're going in after the crocodile, crocodile <laughs> poo.
1: <pee>. So <laughs> well, you gotta you gotta be. Well, in love, first right? of all, the woman has to really love you too and well. To insert the crocodile turd up there in the begin with, right? And then you have to really love to be like, okay, yeah, I love you so much. It's like sometimes and gonna... you
0: wake up in the middle of the night, and even though you have bad breath, you still do it anyway. But
1: yes, this—I mean, this is this, this is, is the next is a, level. This
0: is the next level. It
1: really is. Crocodile. Beer. Don't don't expect anything to happen down there right. with 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 the, with the mouth area <laughs> after that all had all that whole thing has happened. No, thank you on that, it's Cleopatra. Is this how we're ending this? Is yes. this how we're wrapping this up? <laughs> well, no. Instead, find something to wrap it up with first. I don't. So I, you don't have to I, rely I have, on CTD. I don't have anything. Wrap it up. There's nothing. I got, I got. nothing. Do you want me to read one more winner? Be, yeah, please do okay. something. It's. Then, I, I try, to all, save, try to save this. I'm you don't want to end here, on that
0: one. I, I can't. Yeah, I got nothing here.
1: All right, science fiction. Uh, well, let's see here. Uh, that was vile puns. What else do we get have here? A uh,
0: Microsoft AI suggests a food bank <laughs> as a cannot miss tourist spot in Canada. There we go. Is that any, worth anything?
1: How about this one? Uh, odious Outliers winner. Jonathan Emmerich's obsession with cinema meant he constantly lived his life mimicking the movies he studied, so on this Sunday he dramatically prepared a rich, elaborate foodie meal like Jon Favreau and Chef, invited his friends to dine with abandon like Babette's Feast, and of course, after dinner, feed, fed the leftovers purposely and firmly into the disposal as if he was Peter Stormare feeding Steve Mushimi in a Fargo wood chipper.
0: You know what? Whatever you just said,
1: completely <laughs> <Better> than- <laughs> cleanse the podcast of whatever I said. All right, ladies that's and gentlemen. That's the way to do it. Enjoy that's the rest of the way Yeah, that's the way we do it. And remember, she'll like, like it too. It too.